0: Reading in Church, a proud partner
1: with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. Why don't we do uh, another moment of uh, people acting like donkeys? <laughs>
0: okay, First Samuel? Samuel eight. Yes. Okay, so many donkeys, all the donkeys <laughs> it's of Samuel. A theme. <laughs> <laughs> Where are all those donkeys? Where did the donkeys go? <laughs> Sounds like Deadliest Catch. <laughs>
1: That's the next chapter
0: though. Have I ever summarized Deadliest Catch for you? No. Because this we, we were hanging out with cousins in California and Deadliest Catch came on. You know that's been on for like thirteen it is years. forever. Yeah. yeah. Here's the plot to every every Deadliest Catch. Okay. Before we get into the scriptures. It's like, um, where'd all the crabs go? <laughs> it's like, seems like there's tension on deck with the uh the new guy. Hey, look at all those crabs. <laughs> Is that weather getting even worse? <laughs> so it came on. I told my son this a couple days before this, yeah. just random. And then it came on and boom, 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 right through those.
1: It's amazing. It's pretty, pretty type yes. scene-like.
0: Yes. So obviously they got it from... Uh, hey, when you find the winning formula,
1: <laughs> that's what you You got with. it
0: from the winning donkey motif. Yeah, that's in, in the next chapter. Or Samuel. Okay. No, don't jump ahead. Spoiler alert. All right. Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with... Rob and Mike.
1: Well, welcome back to Reading in Church and Other Distractions. I am Robert Wallace, and I am almost <laughs> overlapping you,
0: <I'm> Michael McKeever.
1: <laughs> Great. Uh, these are the readings for July the eighth, or proper nine. If you're still going to church this summer, <laughs> it is. We are following track one, so that is Second Samuel five one to five and nine to ten.
0: That's track one. If you're listening through this on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember the old eight tracks where you'd have to know, like, you have to wait if you want, like an eight track player, if you knew where the song was on the second track and you knew where to click it in the first track to get to your song because you couldn't fast forward or rewind back in the day. And so mm, i forget. That. obviously the one who spent more time on that. Anyway, no, I like
0: Clicking. Uh, clicking is the operative where I had the loudest eight track. Yeah, but we did too.
1: No. <laughs> uh, Psalm forty eight, Second Corinthians 12, 2 to 10. And uh, so we'll get caught up into the third heaven today. Yes. And Mark 6, 1 to 13. So All things aren't going to go real well.
0: stuff you can also find in your Bible, as we're yeah. finding out. <laughs> That's right. Because our lectionary site is down, so we're
1: actually... Using a different lectionary today. we site have a today. backup,
0: a Bible. I'm going to grab a Bible. Just You're going to grab case. a
1: Bible just in case we need a Bible? Analog. Do you have enough Bible in it?
0: I have NRSV here?
1: You have Greek. I have RSV. <laughs> so
0: what's this we we'll
1: hope that while Mike is wandering around looking at that was the Passion Bible again, oh, yeah. that was given to us <laughs> that's one thing gift. about
0: being a professor you get sent books the yeah. Passion I don't think I've read that one yeah.
1: yet um, I did like the fact that Yahweh was not translated in that one that was kind of cool was oh, that right yeah they kept his personal name because oh, they didn't do Jehovah name. no well yeah no they didn't do Jehovah uh, so hope you will uh, like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter um, buy stuff at Zazzle play with uh, us on Candy Crush yeah <laughs> send us an email if you Farmville. have questions Um, do people still do Farmville? I have not. I'm still at Club Penguin. And no one's (laughs) like, that's right. I forgot about Club Penguin. Um, and I just before we started complimented Mike on the, the bass from last week on the psalm reading. I just really Oh, the slide. I didn't know Yes, yeah, what I meant. The, the slide. I didn't uh I didn't hear it until it came out. Oh, oh and yeah. you told me you you mentioned you were going to do it and then you sent it to me and Oh right. Yeah. And I just thought that just you that really added to the uh yeah. the reading yeah, of yeah, that makes psalm. Sense. They that really was, are r- they're And that was really you know? and I was very grateful for makes that. Sense. So I, I think we've to, talked about
0: that for a long time. i have never done that.
1: Publicly praise you yeah, well, for thank you. Uh, how great that was, oh, yeah. and your gift. I get the blues. Slide. Oh man, I surely paid my dues. <laughs> <laughs> really was a lot of fun. It's nice having such talented colleagues. Um, yes, it is. So, anything, uh, anything interesting happening? It's middle of summer. Nothing happened in our, our lives
0: more... <laughs> that we can talk about at this point.
1: <laughs> Are you sabbaticizing yet? Are you? S- Sabbatical. oh you got your sabbatical growth. That's right. Your beard is still there.
0: Let me tell you the story of and, and your Harley Davidson <laughs> motorcycle T shirt. <laughs> this is how it all this is how things snowball. You go on vacation, lose the razor, and I'm gonna stop shaving. Oh, and I've got a beard. Like and then I did and then I did this thing online on Facebook and I put Harley's in the background. Yeah. So I'm I'm am i I'm creating this persona.
1: Yeah, you do okay. have this persona. You also, it, you know, shaded your glasses yeah, and you've shaded got this my Jerry Garcia thing yeah. going on.
0: And it's like, ooh, that guy could actually be intimidating if you, with Photoshop. Right. And then I'm coming back from vacation and we're we have a layover in LAX and I go, I'm gonna wander into the Harley Davidson apparel shop. Yes. I liked everything there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy this. I bought this like uh, on eBay for six bucks, but because it's all expensive. But it's like I may just cultivate uh, while I'm on sabbatical. Yes. I may cultivate a renegade rebel, bad sort guy, of bed, rebel kind of bad thing. boy. I like it. Yeah, because yeah. you know, cause it won't be like, oh no, that's just him. You know, because it's am remote. I'll be I'll be on campus less, so who knows well, it's all
1: snowballing then the other side of it is people have learned that you're just sort of odd and they yeah. you know yeah they, they sort of take learn to ignore me so. yeah pretty much yeah so. oh what is it this week right <laughs> right right. <laughs> all right well that's that's an update yes it is you want to want to read uh david getting made king yeah let's do that
0: to my renegade approach yes <laughs>
1: yes your re- re- rebellious nature here
0: <laughs> when i say that i always hear uh Back of my mind I'm just hearing Pee Wee Herman's speech too. Like you, you you don't want you don't want to be hang out with me, Dottie. I'm a I'm a rebel. I'm a I'm a loner.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in oh twenty five years. It's been, it's a while. been forever. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Second Samuel Six five. Second
1: Samuel five. Yeah. And I think we are the only lectionary podcast that has a Pee Wee Herman reference yes. this week. I'm Before sure. the Old Testament reading. Yeah.
0: All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, or or look, how did they say this? <laughs> We are you. Look, see. (laughs) No. We are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, "It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel. You, you who shall rule over, shall be ruler over Israel." Yeah, yeah. be redundant. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. David occupied the stronghold and named it the City of David. David built the city all around from Milo? Sure. Inwards, and David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. The uh oh, we did we skip okay we skipped we the taking skipped of, the uh, part
1: where he took Jerusalem yeah because yeah. he comes off kind of bad there, he does killing the yeah. lame in the blind uh-huh. which I actually. We'll talk about that because, you know, this is a jazz podcast and we like to yeah. talk about the verses okay. you don't read. Playing it's as outside. much about the yeah. verses you don't Here's read. Here's a chord you've never heard is. before. The verses you read. <laughs> um, but Saul died. Um, Ishbaal, which is an unfortunate name, um, really, the man of Baal or maybe yeah. the Lord of Men, uh, has tried to sort of set up a ruler, a succession narrative mm-hmm. from him. Uh, Abner, Saul's king, was kind of carrying – or Saul's general was kind of carrying on with that. And David, meanwhile, went to Judah. And the tribe of Judah and made David king over Judah.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And so he rules over the local tribe pretty much instantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rest of Israel was sort of feeling out the Ishbaal situation and how that was going to go. Um but it didn't go well, and once Abner gets killed, the
0: Ishbaal situation. The Ishbaal, <laughs> Ishbaal gets name for it. killed.
1: Group. Yeah, and and by the way, a couple of people that killed Ishbaal came to David, assuming that they would get credit for killing his enemy Saul. Yeah. Of course, David doesn't respond that favorably to that. Never goes well. Likewise, he kills them the way he killed the Amalekite at the mm-hmm. beginning. Or mm-hmm. I say he killed them; he had them killed, but he killed them. It was his order that did it. Um, and. Yes. Uh, and now all of the tribes of Israel have come and are making sure that we're all on the same page here. That uh, you know, look, we're simpatico here, right? We're bone and flesh. We're all family yeah. here. I mean, we're not. And David killed them, right? Right? <laughs> right, right? No, not at <laughs> this He just this doesn't one. like messengers. Don't jump! Don't jump this time. He's like, you know, where your bone and flesh is, you know, this we're we're family here, yep. and and we know that even when Saul was king over us. I like the it was you who yeah. led out Israel, led and, brought out Israel and brought it in. That is a that's a military reference. You know, we we know or that is it a shepherd? Even reference? The, well, it is. No. It's probably both, no, it's but both. it's military yeah. probably here because David was renowned for being a being. We knew even when Saul he's was like a king, shepherd
0: who kills people. You're the guy.
1: <laughs> you're the guy who's taking us out. You're the guy who's bringing us right. in. Even even then, wink wink. Um. So you'll be the shepherd. Shepherd is is a very common ancient Near Eastern notion. It's connected to kingship. I think Mm -hmm. I read this morning that there's a third millennial text from Sumeria in which the king is called shepherd, shepherd king. A third Oh, third millennial. Wow. So I mean, it's like really an old concept. Common human experience. Shepherding. to think of shepherding and kingship together. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a shepherd.
0: Predates Um, civilization. But it's so
1: funny because to me, when I hear that, and you know it's so common in kingship. All I can think of is I, when I was on presidential search committee, and I think I've told this story. I'm on presidential search committee. We've got 16 different packets, and they're different leadership styles, different individuals, all that sort of thing. Oh, for the university. For the university, okay. yeah, for the university.
0: Because I know some other people searching for a president.
1: <laughs> and, no, no, no. And uh, for the university, and, and we're going through, and and we would always well describe your leadership style, right? That's a, that's a standard question. Everyone, servant, oh, servant, servant, servant leader, servant leader, servant uh, leader, right? And you know, even when you look at this person, is clearly a micromanaging, yeah. dictatorial, authoritative <laughs> a servant. I'm a servant leader. Servant. That's just like that's apparently the right answer, you know. So, yes, so yeah. what kind of king are a Shepherd. No, I'm, I'm a, shepherd a shepherd king. That's yeah. just shepherd. That's what I yeah. am. I right. lead people out. I bring them in. I'm mm-hmm. a shepherd. That's mm-hmm. just what I do. So, yeah, very common notion. Um, it is interesting cuz he came they use the word um ruler over Israel there in and uh, I think that's verse 2 I don't have the verses in this one um that's not the word for king that's a, a like a word for prince or prince regent or oh. ruler and sometimes Saul is very hmm. commonly used with that ruler with that name that word is ruler hmm. um verse 3 no inhibitions came to be king king David maybe yeah. they anointed king i mean so it's much more yeah some people have wondered if those are two different tellings of the same story that have been redacted together uh, versus one and two and okay. three. Right. Um, maybe. Who knows? Um, but the, the part that is missing here is when the King and his men marched to Jerusalem up uh, Hebron is in Judah and he could have stayed in Hebron and ruled. It's not too far away from, you know, the central hill country and, and, you mm-hmm. know, where you need to be. It's actually kind of in the central hill country, but there was sort of a, a, a general, paranoia, if you will, about tribal rights and who's really in charge here. Mm-hmm. And and Judah was always seen as kind of the big brother tribe, and people didn't like the idea of, you know, wait, well, now Judah's going to be, I mean, Saul didn't have this problem. Yeah. Saul's coming from the tribe of Benjamin, right. tiny little brother tribe, okay. just north there. He's no threat. He can be king over all of Israel and it would be seen. Oh. But Judah... Outsider exactly he's he's you know we know what comes with judah it's like mm-hmm. saying a politician is from yeah. california yeah. or new york yeah. or texas mm-hmm. there's certain qualities right he's coming from judah he's from idaho do we really what? want do we really yeah. want that yeah saul was from you know nebraska delaware. right a fairly no, <laughs> delaware, <close>. delaware. delaware <laughs> is, is too close to too close to the northeast that okay. wouldn't work he's from some yeah. place with from know, sort of what is well where is he coming out on this yeah know? um and so David needed to do something. This is a political move. He yeah. needs oh. to move the move the capital, yeah. and it, it's a brilliant political move. His personal army takes the city. So it's not even Judah doing this. His own mm-hmm. personal group of men that have worked with him and fought with him. His, his mighty men um, that have fought along with him. Um, and it was a fortified city, a well fortified city. In fact, they bragged about it. that no one would ever be able to take this. We could defend yeah. this with the lame right. and the blind, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you still wouldn't be able to take it. Well, David David and his men climb up through the sewer system, mm-hmm. uh, which was almost a vertical shaft. I mean, they found the this, this, this sewer, this sewer system. Yeah, so, yeah. so the story of taking this, even in, in and of itself, implies divine help because mm-hmm. there's no way you can come up through the sewer this way. The water shaft. He
0: comes. Play the music from shaft
1: in the background. (laughs) Great. That's a a different theme. Yeah. We're going to hear some Isaac Hayes this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As he's climbing, they climb up through the the shaft and they just, and and David utters, and I've got the verse here because. Now I know why David didn't go. Right. (laughs) Um, In verse eight, it says, David had said on that day, whoever would strike down the Jebusites, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind, those whom David hates. Uh-huh. And water shaft, and so it is a water chef. And so, I, I was reading several different commentaries this morning because I was wondering what they would do with this. And all of them wrestling with trying to explain why David would kill lame and blind people. Yes. Um. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, huh. you know, he's probably probably want to make sure they're not going to be burden on the society. Oh my! Oh my! He's probably gonna be this I'm like, Seriously? I mean, is there something wrong with reading this as a figure of speech? Yeah. To me, I mean, I have no problem with. Them taunting David by saying the lame and the blind could defend the city and David going, yeah, well, we're going to go kill the lame and the blind then. Yeah, I mean, that totally is in oh. keeping with, without them actually be, like, mm-hmm. they don't actually have to be lame and blind right. people right. to answer yeah. for in this sentence, yeah. these verses in my mind. It was... Ish what is it? Ish-bael? was Ishbael. Ishbaal. Was he
0: lame in some way? Um,
1: Mephibosheth was lame. Oh, Mephibosheth. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Always get those two. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's hard to miss that. <laughs> Who doesn't? Am I right? Uh Jonathan's son Mephibosheth okay. had an infirmity. Okay, not um, and David was incredibly kind to him and took him in and provided for him. I, I with you know, credit to David showing mm-hmm. deference to this great friend of his. Yeah. He also happens to be showing deference to this one descendant of Saul. Who is in no way a threat to the throne for him. Yes. Um right. which works out mm-hmm. kind of brilliantly for mm-hmm. David as well. But uh yeah, Jerusalem is although um, he could have defended Jerusalem. Yeah, no, yes, Mephibosheth no. could have defended Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, or at the time, um, yeah, a city of the Jebusites or mm-hmm. Jebus right. as it was known. Yeah. Um, David, though, takes the city quickly, and now it's it's the perfect location. Not only is it an easily fortified city, because you know, you don't want to apart from that water shaft uh-huh. And the men you bathed
0: and celebrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It's right in the middle. It's in the middle of between Judah and Ephraim and Manasseh. Mm-hmm. So you're right in the Central Hill country. It's it's really, I've often likened it to selecting Washington, D.C. for the 13 colonies. That, yeah. You know, you don't like New York bossing people around. You get Maryland mm-hmm. and Virginia to give up some land. Right. It's in the middle of it. It's a neutral site. It doesn't have a lot of things established to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, pre- presuppositions established with it. Um, and in this case, Jerusalem is, it's also on top of that, it's located in the tribe of Benjamin. So it's even, oh. it even could be seen as a tribute to Saul again, yeah. as that sort of brilliant yeah. move. So that's, it's one of the most brilliant moves he does. He mm. he is a shrewd oh, yeah. leader in all of this. And, the, the, and, the, the amount of lay, groundwork laying yes, we've been reading the last few weeks. Exactly. I mean, he was using his position with the Philistines to eliminate enemies of Jude, of uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Um on the pretense he was helping the Philistines, but yeah. he was really just making it easy for him once he got got into kingship. Yeah, um, so brilliant tactician, brilliant strategic thinker, and uh, manages to establish this as his as his uh, place, the city of David, the lower part of the the Zion there. That does seem to be a theme in the Old Testament readings, by the way, is uh, Zion and the city of David.
0: Yeah, if you read if you read the part in between with, yes. what's left out, I mean the boasting sounds like the Psalm. It sounds yes. like the same, the Jebusites were making this, it's, yes. it, it's uh, impenetrable. It's uh you know, it's uh, yes. well, you guys just took that, you know? Right.
1: Right. So it's, um, the, the, the material, uh, that is being used there to build is somehow connected to, um, you normally, you would build outward. He's building it inwards. People don't know, really know what to do with that. Um, maybe just a. Way of talking. Again, I don't want to try and find the historical reasons to defend our translations of it as much as I want to say maybe we're misunderstanding when we translate oh, the best yeah. way to understand okay, the directions right? no, there, inwards. how you talked about it. Right. Um, I would also say that, and David became greater and greater for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. That really sounds sort of magisterial. It's really not quite as dramatic as that. It's almost a, and because, you know, God was with him. It was really less, um, I don't know declarative in the oh, way that okay. that comes off there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just it does come off rather. Right. Grandiose. This is, God's with him Um, in this. That's why that's happening. The, the Supreme commander Yahweh is, is with, is with David. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That thinks, I think that's all I wanted to say. Okay. What did you see that you care about? I, oh, one thing I should, I just interrupt you before you even have a thought. Um, He reigned 40 years, but if you add seven years uh, and six months and 33 years, you get 40 years and six months. Uh, that bothers some people. Oh, in one place it's 40, and one oh place it's 40 years goodness. and six months. Um, yeah, I don't care. Uh, so <laughs> I mean,
0: those are the commentaries I don't read after yeah, a while. Are, like, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, this I'm switching on. That. Get into? It's, it's a generation that he, he ruled, and I don't even know if you're yeah. supposed to even think of it in terms of you know those amounts. Uh, he ruled a generation. Right over Judah, and you take
0: off. Well, if you take off sick days, and then <laughs> someone's going to get into that, you know? right? I'm sure this is the stuff we have to wade. through. And then you know,
1: of course, you count royal years differently, and how yeah. that overlaps. And okay, you right. know, right, whatever. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's really important for Thank me to understand. You for know, your insight. Yeah, I, I just move on. Well, <laughs> anything there you care about? Kingship. Yeah, it's yeah, been just been
0: well prepared for. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's. Uh, I. I it's. I don't think I noticed just the the um, strategy so much of the strategizing mm-hmm. on David's part before we read through it this year. I yeah. mean, I've read you know First and Second Samuel a number of times, and yeah, yeah it really comes out. Yeah. You,
1: you know, you don't think about well, and just the number of ways the Bible goes out of its way to make clear that. There are things that David is doing, and there are things that David is not doing, and David has absolutely nothing to do with Saul's death, and David has yeah. nothing to do with Ishbal's death, and and David yeah. has, you know, nothing to do with making himself the king. Yeah. It is God who has placed him on the throne. It is God, and then once that happens, now, you know, we're, he, he's laying groundwork. He's doing some things, but mm-hmm. but he's not the instrument by which God is giving him the kingship. The Bible is going out of its way to make that clear. Oh yeah.
0: No, the out-of-its-way nature of it. Like, Annie killed the messenger. Right. Even, you know, like, okay, we get it. You're right. Not, you're not going to install yourself as king. Exactly. And there's a high-body count. And even the elders the
1: come, and you know, yeah. and,
0: and Please.
1: even though, yeah, they give Ishbaal that chance to, mm-hmm. he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do, we'll let that, we'll let that play Ishbaal thing play out. And they, yeah. And he does.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of space given to this.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, kingship. Uh, yeah. Seems to be important there. Man, that would risk his for his brother, man. Can you dig it? So we look at Psalm 48? The whole psalm. Yeah. Sorry, I just get excited All right, that well, happens. we'll see if I can make it through the whole psalm. <laughs> all right, Psalm 48. Yes. Excuse me. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. In the city of our God is his holy hill. Beautiful and lofty, the joy of all the earth. <laughs> Finish the sentence. Beautiful and lofty, the joy of all the earth is the hill of Zion, the very center of the world and the city of the great king. If you look on maps, you look on Jewish maps, there it is, in the center of the world. God is in her citadels. It's interesting, because
1: this, this says it is the New Revised Standard, but is a different translation yeah. of, of this. Why don't you read the, the one I've got here? Okay. Start start there, because it's a little different okay. in the reading there. Psalm right. 48.
0: God. Oh no! You pointed at uh, you pointed at a different place. Let's see. Du, du, du. Within its citadels, God has shown Himself a sure defense. That yeah, that's here? it. Mm-hmm. Then the kings assembled. They came on together, and soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took flight. Trembling took hold of them. There pains as of a woman in labor as when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. Yeah, it's a good handy illustration there. (laughs) As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God establishes forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go all around it, count its towers. Consider it, consider well its rampant. its ramparts, go through its citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever. He will be our guide forever. Yeah, that is different.
1: It's very different actually. Yeah. Which is sounds even like though... even the
0: blind and the lame could defend <laughs> that place.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's on that's that's close to it. Oh. Um, the uh, this is part of the Elohistic Psalter. Um, which starts, duh, uh, yeah, (laughs) everyone knows this. Psalm forty-two to eighty-four. Um, there is preference for Elohim over Yahweh as the divine name. You do have some some Yahweh throughout it, but Mm -hmm. most of the time you get a lot of God uh, as you talk about it. A lot. You'll
0: know when we get Yahweh in my readings. Yes, yes, of course. uh, uh, Even though
1: it was in verse one and you didn't shout. Yeah, I know. Um, but it is a a celebration of Zion. Most wonder if it's not connected to tabernacles. Some have suggested mm-hmm. that it could be connected to that. Um, and the, uh, the walking around the city outside okay. the city, you know, living in tents that that yeah. would be part of that, uh, part of a practice there. Yeah, okay. Um, there is a couple of things I think that are worth knowing. Um, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, his holy mountain, beautiful in elevation is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far North, the city of the great King. Um, that, Mount Zion, the city of the far north city of the great king, far north is Zaphon, and some translations don 't translate it um, uh, in zaphon uh, and that is a mountain in the north that was the center of canaanite worship oh. um, that 's where Baal zaphon came from this, okay. this god of the god of the storm and so Zion in the far north is trying to establish the actual true holy mountain here. This is a competing Oh, okay. You know, we're the, we are the yeah. true that Zaphan.
0: Yeah, I didn't uh, I w- that's the one question I had. What in what sense is this the far north? Yeah, no.
1: That's yeah. it's it's competing with the far okay. north and it's saying, no, no, okay. we're the we're, we're the far the, north here. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. This, this is yeah, your this yeah, is the is. real Jerusalem, blah right. blah blah. And yeah. the word uh great in verse two, mm-hmm. and the wording verse one for great is the traditional word. It's gadol, um mm-hmm. which means big um it means large it's it's the large beverage at McDonald's in Mega. Israel today gadol supersized um, no supersized is anak oh okay uh, that's okay. huge as right. the woman said to family me family size um yeah ragil is regular gadol is great or large and then anach is huge so gadol uh, great is the lord but then uh, the city of the great king is a word great that is, it's Rav. It's not used of, mm-hmm. rav, um, yeah. in fact, it's the only place, I believe, where it's used here to mean great in this sense. But it is a common word. The Ugaritic version of that word is used often with the gods of Canaan. Oh, um, And so I think with Zaphon and Rav there, it is. this is a deliberate mm. shot at exactly yeah. who the true King is in the world. This is like God a of like a rap battle. It is a rap battle. Yeah, yeah. you're taking down, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite work you're translating. We've got your holy mountain. Most of the songs you know. are either rap battles or blues. Right, what <laughs> there is probably a more truth there. That is your next um, book. That is my next book. Yeah, there's probably a lot of truth there. Um, one thing to note: uh, military. Um, Maybe I should wrap this. <laughs> I don't. You know what? Let's <laughs> yeah, put a pin let's in stick that. Stick with the blues. <laughs> put a pin in that. Let's, let's not touch it. that pin and leave that pin alone. Um, the um, battles. Anytime you get a, a, a statement of battle, very often talked about in the context of women in labor. Oh. Uh, so when an army is surrounding the city, that and it's not just pain. Although we typically think about it in terms of pain and difficulty, um, but mortality. Okay, um, because that was—I mean, we're talking usually fifty-fifty mortality rate for childbirth yes. yeah. at this time. I know, and um, even up until pioneer times, right when we it's talk incredible. about incredible that when women were journal- journaling about giving birth, they were yeah. often preparing for death. Yeah, and that's absolutely—that's here too. I right. mean, that so it's not just the pain and uncertainty; mm-hmm. it's also mortality that that this battle is. Well, that comes up. With that I have image.
0: to talk about that when I talk about First Timothy two. It talks about returning to a more domestic kind of lifestyle. And it talks about being saved through childbirth. Right. Okay. It's like, what does that mean? Women are saved some other way. It's like, no, actually childbirth is scary business and lots of death involved. Terrifying. Yeah. Death
1: is a big, big, big part of that. Um, The other image, East wind, always destructive. East wind is always destructive. The Mm -hmm. East wind in Israel comes in off the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't under, quite understand the East wind that shatters the ships, um, because I guess it's blowing weird. And
0: that translation says ships of, of Tarshish? Tarshish. Yeah. It just says ships of the sea.
1: Yeah. The Tarshish is specifically uh, mentioned in the Hebrew and, um, it's first mentioned, I think it's in the table of nations. It's probably most famous from Jonah. Uh, that's where Jonah is sailing yeah. to. Uh, we don't know where that is, but we know that if you're getting on a boat in Joppa, it's the opposite direction of Nineveh, which is yeah. the point of using yeah, it in, it's uh, like- so it's a distant not israel the ends place of the earth sort of place it is it is a distant ends of the earth, not Israel sort of place that obviously mm-hmm. is connected to sailing and yeah. and this east wind of God is um or this east wind is going to destroy them um but God is established forever, so the rest of the world you know can be terrorized and worry about death and that kind of thing, but the citadel of the Lord is the city of God that's established hmm. um and uh yeah, I think those are the the images that I have here that were significant. Um, I mentioned the the Elohistic Psalter. This is also one of the Sons of Korah. So um, the first half of the Book of Psalms primarily Psalms of David, but uh, forty-two to forty-nine, I think, maybe a little more. Uh, we have several uh, Korahite Psalms. Yeah, uh. Uh, one of the first boy bands. And mm-hmm. uh, they've in been here history. on campus. They have. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the same group. They oh, might okay. Have, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, the Sons of Korah. Eventually, you know, everybody, someone tries a solo career. That was the Psalm 88 <laughs> psalmist. Uh, Heman. who was originally one of the Sons of Korah, he wrote Psalm 88. Uh, that was. I big. think I saw that on Behind the Music. It is. It's Sons of Korah, <laughs> Behind They're the Music. They're pursuing individual projects. Right. They started pursuing their own That
0: stuff. was before rehab, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Probably, I still love Sounds that. behind the music. <laughs> I still love the uh, our colleague who jokes about you know he because lo- he loves watching behind the music and that that Weird Al Yankovic is the only one with a happy ending. <laughs> doesn't have any dark. <laughs> he period. doesn't have any dark periods. Yeah. yeah, Weird Al, yeah. you know, he still his has a career. Music. Most Doing...
0: people he's parodied aren't in, in show business right. anymore.
1: Yeah, he's. And, and Al's doing great, living in Hawaii with his wife. I know. Doing well. Yeah. So good, good for Al. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. No dark period there. No minor chords. But, uh, but no, this is one of those Sons of Korah Psalms. They, they like temple. They like Zion. They like kingship. Those are, those are very yeah. common themes mm-hmm. in the Korahite Psalms. Um, 80, the, the other batch, there's a collection of Korahite Psalms here and another collection, 84 to 89 or 88, I guess, um, that are Sons of Korah. So yeah. singers, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, put together some Psalms.
0: You know, there, the, uh, there is this band currently you, we talked about
1: Sons of Korra yes. who are really good. Have you yes, they ever are. seen them? All? I have when they, came they have campus.
0: a, they have a guy playing a, a national steel guitar and he does a beautiful job making this atmospheric sort of space for doing these Psalms that they do. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. Good stuff. It's an interesting song. It is. I'm stuck on Behind the Music. Yeah, I know. That, no, we're that is your of what we can do. third book after your second songs book. Behind <laughs> after, the Music. After your Blues Rap Battle songs <laughs> book, yeah. And then you do, yeah, I mean, because <laughs> the back the story is amazing. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of an idea guy. I don't actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just toss off ideas. The thing
1: that's fascinating is this, this notion of, and I say all the time to the students that, you know, the that the Bible is occasional literature, that that all of these texts are written to deal with some issue yeah. that's going on. No, nobody sits down and goes... I read it occasionally. No, no, I know no, that. No, no, no. Specific occasion. Yes. Nobody sits down and says, yeah, I've got this great idea for a creation yeah. hymn. I've got mm-hmm. this great idea yeah. for a and Nobody does that. No. And, you know what would be fun? Some write about our history. Nobody does that. Yeah. I had to write about our history. No, it's people are saying some things, and you want to respond to mm-hmm. what they're saying. And it's so always we, a... and. It's a, usually a counterstatement to something. And normally it's really hard to find the occasion of Psalms because they're yeah. used in liturgy. And so there's this liturgical feature of them. But what else is happening? Is it oh. healing? Is it this is that? But this is one where it really is a, a pro Yahweh, you know, mm. agenda here that mm-hmm. people are talking about Baal, perhaps, or worshiping Baal. And the psalmist is responding to that. Then, yeah. No, no, we've got the true Zion. Mm-hmm. No, no, we've got the true God, yeah. the great King above all the of all everything else. And, yeah, in our holy city, who's the true King as opposed to your kings? Um, that, yeah, you don't get that kind of clear occasion. I think like you do in this one. There's a few others that, yeah. have that, but yeah, but this is one that.
0: As I, I was reading it, and and I didn't skip the verses. I read the. The the inter the Samuel. The, yeah the yeah. Samuel verses in between that talk about I was struck by you know you can have you can have this attitude that God is with us and we're we're we cannot be defeated but but you can take that you could be no better than the Jebusites if, right. you know like you're not with God you know right. there's some uh, there's some lifestyle and ethical kind of requirements for God to dwell there and right this is this is not a context free promise right you know. Right, you know, it's um, absolutely right. And there are people who read things that are said about Jerusalem as context-free, yeah. just uh, taken out of out of any, any sort of conversation or context that, that that gives them, you know, the religious and ethical dimension Correct. to what's being said. Yeah,
1: and and that in, in some ways, when you get to the post-exilic psalms, that's what they're wrestling. Yeah, at, is, right. Is that sense of wait a minute? Oh, I yeah. thought. Wait a minute. Yeah, and 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 even a psalm like a pilgrimage psalm like Psalm one twenty one. You know, I lift up my eyes to the mm-hmm. hills. Where will my help come from? Mm-hmm. Well, everyone else is trusting yeah. the hills. Everyone else is trusting in cities. Right. Everyone else is trusting in yes. walls. Yeah. My help comes from the Lord God. Yeah, um, and that recognition that cities and hills and walls, mm-hmm. you can you can they can become idolatrous, mm-hmm. you know, nationalistic yeah. idolatry. Right, you, know, you have there. Yeah. Um, that God comes back and just dr- breaks through those concepts with people, and says, "No, Nebuchadnezzar's on my team. Yeah, uh, you guys are against. Yeah. me. Yeah, like whoa. Yeah. It's just down and, is up and we've up got is this down.
0: canonical corrective to that, but then we cherry pick the canon right for our own agenda.
1: Right. Yeah. You're exactly right on that. Yeah. Good catch. Why do we do that, uh, people? Am I right? Nicole. Am I right? What yeah. a mess. All
0: right, let's take a call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's do that commercial, and then we'll. Segue into the new. That sounds uh, good. All right. We used to record different commercials. (laughs) We did. I have to work on that.
1: No, it's terrible. Um, People love the commercial. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today all right so second corinthians 12 2 to 10 all right i know a person in christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven whether in body or out of body i do not know god knows okay um And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, uh, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told that no mortals permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my behalf I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to God about this, that it would leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. All right. Mic drop. Very,
0: yeah, it is. This would be at the point where you dropped the mic. Because um, he's so weak, he
1: can't even hold, hold a mic. Yeah, right. That's what, that was my implication, <laughs> I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, what a powerful message. But let's move on from that and speculate about what did he see in heaven and what's the thorn? <laughs> <laughs> this weakness stuff. We're moving on we're from moving that. moving on from the
1: weakness yeah,
0: thing. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> what I liked it, what I liked when I, uh, we were talking about a. A uh, a source that uh, a lectionary source uh, feasting on the word and mm-hmm. uh, what I liked about that is they didn't get into speculation about what did he see in heaven okay. and what is his and they thorn? Didn't care about the thorn you know what Paul didn't talk about that stuff maybe we'll look at what he did talk about
1: okay I Which don't know that's never going to catch on weakness yeah I know yeah you know, have uh, tried that argument in the Old Testament for a long time yeah the, you know.
0: now the speculation stuff that's yeah that's where the money is where's Cain's wife
1: Bible didn't care let's yeah.
0: move on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or or make a cottage industry of exactly. not moving on. Exactly. Yeah. So this is backing up. This is a um, this is the end of his full speech. Well, let me back up further. Um, In the beginning, a guy John, John the, yeah, Isaiah. Okay, uh, Isaiah is talking about uh, road construction. Then John the Baptist showed up, <laughs> <laughs> and this JG. Then he said, "This guy who's stronger is coming." And then Jesus shows up, and then. One thing leads to another. Yada, yada, Paul yada. wasn't a fisherman, so he couldn't be part of the 12. <laughs> and then he wrote this stuff. Okay, so yeah. So that Thanks. Was, that was very helpful, today. Mike. <laughs>
1: I know our audience is grateful for that segue where wow. we are now. You smooth. are here.
0: That was so smooth. You are here. So yeah, and then he has this issue with these uh, Corinthians, which is, I'm thinking it's the Corinthians problem, not Paul's, but um, ongoing conversation and uh, super apostles is one of the problems, probably mm-hmm. still dealing with. Super apostles who have visions like this and probably talk about them. It's so interesting that Paul has these incredible experiences that we get little glimpses of, and he doesn't make that the issue.
1: Okay. Well, Paul didn't say that it was him. Paul said, No, that's true. He He knew a guy. 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to
0: talk about the rhetoric of that. But probably the background is the super apostles and also the Corinthians who, who he's never, they've never really understood him because Mm -hmm. it's a uh, patron client sort of world where. Everyone knows who's inferior and who's superior, and he comes to them in weakness. Uh, he comes to them and doesn't act superior and doesn't act like a patron, yeah. so they're, they're figuring he's weak. You right. know? They're always thinking he's, he's weak, and they're distancing themselves from him. So those are two things we always got to keep in the background when we're, when we're reading Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And, so, and we've been reading quite a bit of Corinthians. Yes, we have. So, at period. some point, he says it's foolishness to boast about these things, and it's uh, he, did, he it would be foolish for him to come with some sort of letter of recommendation mm-hmm. to his own church, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: well, that sense of it's foolishness to boast about these things, and I mean, I could tell you stories about these things, I'm not going to, because it's dumb to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: But he does talk about it, but only at a distance. So, he creates this distance between... Right. Uh, this is a foolish thing to do but you kind of force my hand you right. know seeing as you're so impressed by this he really has to rhetorically pull out all the stops to meet them where their need but also distance himself from saying these are not my values if right. you want to talk about foolish things well i'm going to create some distance between yeah. me and yeah we'll talk about this foolish stuff i'm going to talk about this person who's had these these uh, super apostle kind of experiences but he's not going to he's not going to own them he said this is not yeah. My value system, because this is not Christ's value system. Yeah. This is not God's way of doing it. So that's, that's the... Uh background for this kind of tortured rhetoric of, I know a man, you know, yeah. th- this distance he's putting between himself and these things that shouldn't be boasted about, but they forced his hand where he has to boast about these things only to show in the end that those, those aren't worth boasting about. And he doesn't elaborate on this. He doesn't even, he doesn't even lay his cards down when he talks about this extraordinary experience of being caught up into the heavens. Yeah. He doesn't lay his cards down when he talks about the thorn in the flesh.
1: Right. And, uh, um, that's interesting. And, and normally third heaven is that sense of presence with God is what yeah. we're looking at. Yeah, yeah The where, first heaven is where the birds are. The second mm-hmm. heaven is where the moon and the stars go. And then the yeah, third heaven is. Is
0: where that's into God's presence right. is basically a, a way to talk about and, that.
1: And I should point out Genesis 1, uh, the heavens and the earth, the heavens in that concept is dual. It's the two heavens. When yeah. God is building mm-hmm. and creating, he is working on the sky and the planet places. He's not doing home remodeling. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. He's It's... In a sense, external to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is in in the presence yeah. of the divine. Right. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
0: And and uh, other literature has seven layers of heaven. And oh yeah, yeah. It's just traditions. Yeah, different ways of talking about uh, in- intermediates, and some of some of that is to um, retain God's transcendence. Correct. You Protect know, the, as presence, is the Genesis The holiness. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. To put intermediary. Put layers. Or or intermediaries. Well, well tabernacle angels. and temple did the same thing.
1: Yeah, right. It's the same idea. You want to protect God. You want to protect us from mm-hmm. the holiness mm-hmm. of God. Yeah, you know. Yeah, not protect God. Protect us from the holy. You can't. You live close to God. There's responsibilities and dangers that come with yeah. that. So you need to protect yeah. that. Right. So that's.
0: But like Jacob's ladder, right? Um, it's it's about God being in a place. It's it Bethel. Is, it is. But House of you God. hear that through these uh, angels ascending and descending. Right. So. Yeah, he has this uh, heavenly journey, which is uh, extraordinary. Which he doesn't share. It's very interesting that he's. It's fascinating that even when he's forced to talk about his credentials, he won't even play the most powerful thing. Which right. probably they're tantalized to hear about mm-hmm. that. You know, he's not even going to play that card. Which is like that's tremendous restraint on his part. Yeah, I think he doesn't talk about what the thorn in the flesh is, and there's you know there's a short list of things for that. What that might be. Um, he certainly has had a lot of. Hardships.
1: Um, I think it's his eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's on the list. Um, that's that's, that's one of them. But he's had a lot of uh, he's had a lot of hard circumstances. I think I think I posted this picture about him writing this and god gave me a thorn in the flesh and it shows him in prison writing and next to him is spongebob changed <laughs> the law what are you writing paul paul what are you writing paul <laughs> paul <laughs> have you ever seen that no it's like wow <laughs> okay well that okay that's another reason. so spongebob could be on that that's too. another spongebob square square yeah. pants i forget you know what imprisonment that was when they're both together <laughs> but it wasn't easy
1: okay well, i don't know that paul went to Bikini bottom but all right yeah an odd couple
0: yeah oh
1: it was after Silas, I'm assuming.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and in the end, he kind of draws them in by saying he's oh, always going to talk about these things that, in the, according to their value system, and then he he uses that all to talk about. Yeah. He's really learned at the end of the day, it's not the re, your po- powerful religious experiences. Although I'm sure that those ma- meant something to to yeah. Paul at that moment, and he probably draws strength from that. And mm-hmm. and uh, there are. Analyses of Paul's writings that those visionary experiences they show up in indirect ways in his writing, like think, that, that right. encounter at uh, on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you get little snippets of that, little um, reverberations of that in all his letters. Yeah, so but he's not, he never appeals to that, right? It's, it's very, in, except to say
1: that Christ appeared lastly to me. Right, that's yeah. about the only mm-hmm. way you know he appeals yeah. to that, right?
0: Because I couldn't fish, right? As right. I, I covered that in the intro. That's <laughs> so. true. I
1: didn't want to, you know, go back and revisit that. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. So, three times I appealed to the Lord, verse eight, about this that it would leave mm-hmm. me. Wow, and that's something. You know, that's probably the three times, like third heaven. That's like, yeah. com- this is a big issue for Paul, and mm. and God responds. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. It's like, well, no, that's the problem, Paul. That's the problem we have with you. Yeah. He's returned to the issue itself. The problem they have with him is his weakness. Yeah. And the shared status with someone who comes across this way. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to chase after someone else. in our. He's not going to make it even past the first round in a typical search for, you know, a new pastor. Right. He's uh... Fortunately, he founded the church. So it worked out, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. See, all those could be thorns. Okay. And a, that's a normal working day for Paul. Yeah, true. But there's something even or, beyond you know, that.
1: Food allergies. That's yeah, food allergies. That's, I'm sure it's on the list. Gluten that's intolerance. True. That for him was a, a big deal. That's true. Hay he fever. loved bread. Yeah. And, uh, seasonal. <laughs> seasonal allergies. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All these things for the sake of Christ, for whenever I am weak, then I am strong, and it's not as though he hasn't laid a foundation for this in both Corinthians right. you know he's talking about this from the very opening of first Corinthians, mm-hmm. you know, and we're really in the same kind of semantic territory of weakness and strength and foolishness and wisdom that's right at the outset of first Corinthians, yeah, it's very consistent all the way through. And uh, he's teaching.
1: That's true. The, I mean, this is very much that sense of wisdom of God is foolishness to yeah, mankind, right? Yeah. The weakness mm-hmm. of us is yeah. the strength of God here. Yeah. Um, it's the same, very much the same message.
0: It's definitely worked that out in the Corinthian context. Nice. And and usually, like we were talking about the background for the psalm, usually this is a counterstatement. Yeah. This is a counterstatement over a holy alternative value system. Yeah. Okay, which it's not, the church has not been disabused of. You know, I was talking to... Uh, a family member who's very discouraged by, by uh, what they're seeing in the church. You know, mm-hmm. I said, you know, unless the church says we're not going to use, we're not, our value says we're not going to be power and coercion, mm-hmm. then there's always the temptation to, to, um, try to have power or manipulate things so that the church has power and right. culture and legitimacy. It's like, that's a perennial problem for the church. Yeah, it's just so many things that, uh, you get uh, wrapped up in or drawn away to that's, uh, this is such a
1: letting the, you know, it's one of those where you let the world set the terms. Yeah. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, yeah. the notion of Christ coming to give us a third way in yeah. which it's not kill or be killed, but mm-hmm. actually you yeah. know, there's a third way to handle yeah. the situation mm-hmm. it's, that's more Christ like. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not a popular one, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's no. hard to understand.
0: No. Um, and it usually calls for slowing and, down and discernment.
1: And, and, and it and, looks foolish. Yeah, and it, it looks it, foolish. It, it completely looks foolish.
0: Yeah, and you'll be you'll be critiqued
1: for that. Well, yeah. that's
0: yeah, like that's gonna like work. That's oh, well, that's practical, work. right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Oh, turn the other cheek. Okay.
1: Yeah, right. That'll work. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not easy. Which is
0: like you know whether it'll work or not is not always the the yeah. uh, not always you know that kind of thing will get you
1: crucified. Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> exactly, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jesus probably, probably rethought that, haven't you? Yeah. Jesus yeah, Paul. At <laughs> <heaven> and Paul, look what happened to Paul. <laughs> right, probably rethinking that whole Romans thirteen thing right now. Jesus had a gun; he'd be alive today. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Is that a Simpsons? I
1: don't. I don't probably. know. Probably. It could right? be. They they've predicted everything. All, they've
0: done everything first. They predicted. Everything. Yeah. So, so it, it's a it's a fascinating conclusion to a to a really. Um, surprising kind of mm-hmm. speech he gives at the end of this, near the end, <laughs> yeah. whatever the end, wherever the wherever end, the is, like end he, of Corinthians, Corinthians, Corinthians
1: is, is. it is, is very
0: climactic. And uh, he, you do need to realize that in this context, this is the conclusion of a very strange rhetoric of, I'm going to be a fool for your sakes, but I'm not really going to be a fool. I'm actually yeah. going to get back to my, my point, my to point, out how foolish you are. Yeah. Yeah. Foolishness and weakness. It is extraordinary. He's so good. Mm-hmm.
1: I, that's one thing that this lectionary exercise has done has helped me to continue to develop that reappreciation of mm-hmm. Paul's skill um in making an argument.
0: Yeah. I think as I read it this uh this week I'm thinking maybe the one of the reasons we don't read 2 Corinthians very much is because of this, you know. Yeah. It's it's hard stuff. It's yeah. like Sermon on the Mount. It is. It's really hard. It's uh it's tough and it's very
1: countercultural is his uh is his boasting before this or after this where he's talking about the the beatings and the the shipwrecks and the
0: i've uh, i haven't read further i've heard this and this is the conclusion so it might be before that okay but... it's before this yeah, yeah it
1: is um where he's going down is his what he will boast of mm-hmm. you know yeah am i Hebrew descendants of abraham mm-hmm. um, am i i'm talking like a madman i'm a better one with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, countless floggings, often near death. Five times I've received 40 lashes yeah. in this one. Three times I was beat with rods. Countless
0: floggings.
1: Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. For if I had a day, nickel I for drift. every time I was flogged. Yeah, right. Danger from bandits, danger from rivers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, in the danger in the wilderness, <laughs> Yes, danger in the sea, dangers from false brothers and sisters, in toil, hardship, many sleepless nights, hungry, thirsty, without food, cold, naked... And besides that, I worry about you people.
0: Yeah. And my day job is no picnic either. Right. Exactly. Right? Wow. It's like- uh, That's his resume. It's, uh, we, you know, I, I do talk, I get into Paul. I, I begin talking about Paul by his job, which is a hard job. Uh, my son brought a quote from, uh, um no not who's the guy? He's on uh, Parks and Recreation, Ron-
1: Ehrlich? No. No,
0: Ron, the very masculine <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. And there's some quote he had from Ron Swanson. I haven't seen this episode. He said, "You know, I used to work in a in a metal shop, but uh, then I got a job as a tanner." Uh, and, and I wanted to take that job because in that job I got paid. So, but I didn't want to give up my job in the middle in the in the uh, metal shop. So, I tried to balance those and finish middle school. It's <laughs> like that's a great line. But he throws that in being a tanner is a hard thing, you know. Yeah. We we know about metal shop maybe, but like his, reg, his tent making is, is working with hides. You know? yeah, his tent making is, is a hard, hard job. And, and, all, and that's a low-status job. Yeah. And all these things are like, yeah, I don't want to associate with this guy who's right. a very low-status and everything. Look at all those scars on him. Like, how many beatings have you had? Huh. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, I've lost hard. count.
1: Hard to count. It's, it's Could quite... have gotten this one from the shipwreck. It's really hard to know. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> It's hard to know. Yeah. Once, once the infection sets in, it's hard to know. They all blend into each other. Wow. He's a rough dude. And yet...
1: Eloquent, yes,
0: eloquent. Some people read that uh, that list you're talking about, and they say he's a city boy because he divides the world up into cities, the wilderness, and the sea. <laughs> you know, most people live in the village, yeah. but he planted churches in cities, and That's he true. assumed that the people in the cities will reach the the, the village. surrounding villages, uh, hmm. even though less people live there. But he was a he's you know he lived his life in cities, and uh, he's an urban minister, and I don't know. I was trying to encourage someone who's in urban ministry recently. You know who's been urban minister? Paul was an urban minister.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, they have been the greatest impact me in recent years, in, re, in my thinking of missions and ministry, are the mm-hmm. people like CCDA, the Christian Community Development Association, yeah. where they are urban situations, and they uh-huh. are how do you, how do we talk about this? How yeah. does this, how does you know we trans? How does the gospel speak into these mm-hmm. city circumstances? And, yeah, and uh, it's been their amazing work
0: and new, new monasticism. Um, yeah. They move to cities and they commit to living there. Yeah. I'm going to live here my life. Right. That doesn't happen in cities. Cities are transient uh, right. populations. Often we're we're a mobile society. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think about cities. Kind of important.
1: Are you ready for Mark? Yeah. All right. Let's do some Mark. Mark uh chapter 6 verses 1 through mm-hmm. 13 he i'm gonna assume that's jesus again that's jesus don't have antecedents mm-hmm. um so that's jesus. he left that place and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him on the sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astounded they said where did this man get all this what is this wisdom that he's been given to him what deeds of power are being done by his hands is not this the Carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James and Jose, Joseph, um, Joseph, Joseph okay. it, and Judas and so- James? It's going to be Jacob again. It, all right, never <laughs> yes. mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Simon are not his sisters here sisters with us. Sisters don't get named. They don't, unfortunately. And they took offense at him. That's a, he had not even said anything yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess he said stuff, and that we just don't know what he said that really ticked him off. Yeah. You know, you only hear what he says in Luke. in Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, Mm. and among their own kin, and in their own house. Thanksgiving is so awkward when he comes home. (laughs) And he could and he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and and cured them. (laughs) And he was amazed at their unbelief. That's probably not a good way to impress him. Mm. Um then he went about among the villages teaching. And he called the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics because it doesn't look nice. It's bulky. Mm, That's no. probably another reason. For That's that. not flattering. He said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them.
0: Yeah, this is the first time that the uh disciples are doing the work they did of Jesus. They did something. Yeah, they're just have been hanging out being with Jesus. Right, following him around. Which is a, you know, it's it's kind of important. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of their task at that up to this point. And, uh, it, that's a, uh, I think we talked about in another podcast that that was a requirement for who will we choose to replace Judas? Right. He has to be someone who's with us from the beginning, spending time with Jesus. Um, but this is at the end of a section where he is, begins with his family coming and saying, he's crazy, you know? Right. And, yeah. Well, who's my family? You know, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty hardcore. And then this is the other, other bookend to that section. Okay. Where his own are rejecting him. And, uh different kind of um, images of that, and also what is the teaching to his new family in this, these intervening chapters is, is kind of what the theme. But it's bracketed by this rejection by his own.
1: Is there something between verse 2 and 3? Because when you read verse 2, in my mind, they seem to be impressed mm-hmm. and even proud— yeah, and then verse three, they turn on him, and yeah. I mean, we don't get any sense. I mean, am I reading verse two wrong? I mean, is is there no? I think I think that disparagement in verse. I two think that that's I'm the
0: proper way to read it. It's okay. like there's this contrast, and so even when you see it in Matthew or even more elaborate in Luke, it's like, uh, hey, this is you know, this guy's bright hometown guy, and look at all this stuff he's doing, and then. And then you end up at the edge of the cliff, and they're throwing him off. So it's right. like, what happened? And in each of those, this is a more, much more condensed version, but it's like Jesus provokes that this underlying Latin attitude that uh, uh, that this is about them. It's not really about them, mm-hmm. and uh, that's you get a lot more of that in Luke. So I'm I'm, I'm immediately going there, but. Uh, it's a, It is a contrast between the expectation that you would think his own would receive him, but mm-hmm. his own don't receive him, and his family would be insiders and his family on the outside and uh he's the the things you would expect this disruptive kingdom is turning everything upside down and uh those who were were the assumptions about people and the assumption of who who who's your preference and deference for uh everything's overturned it's mm-hmm. not about family it's such a controlling influence in in that. Society, right? So this is about his new community that he's established, and it's punctuated by rejection, even at his own hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah i i tend to I tend to I spend more time in Luke, and this is kind of a crucial scene that's pushed forward right. in that. It's segment. open, so it's hard for me to bracket it. that out and read this on its own as a terms. Conclusion as to a, con- a section, yeah. Conclusion yeah. to section on. Uh, Oh, you! God is doing something. You can't constrain that by family or these other expectations. Right. And if you try to do that, you're going to find yourself on the outside.
1: Are we moving? I mean, is the is the movement here more broadly to people? I mean, like, would we start specifically with family, and and then now we've gotten to now it's even he's being rejected more holy than than just I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Hometown with
0: that, is but, in in a sense, hometown's kind of in the same territory family, as tribe. family. Yeah, I would yeah. Think.
1: yeah. I'm trying to think I mean, of what, they're, what's they're the bracket here. The bracket um, is
0: that the um, it might be the people like you would never think about going against your family. Well, yeah. here's you two two instances of it's really about family. Okay, and it's like yeah, no, he's going to go against that. Really, okay. he went there. He went there. He you went know, there. and he's. In Luke, he he provokes it. It's not real obvious, and it brings it to the surface. And there, it's like we're going to keep the good stuff for us. Right? Not sure that that's what's going on in this text, and other than to say that uh, he's shattering expectations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet this is what we see when how people treat prophets. Yeah, you know, people recognize um, God's call upon some, someone, and uh, that something is is at work. Except in your hometown, there's right. this tragic history of right. rejecting the people who are. Who uh, you're almost blinded to it because of your, oh, we know them. Right. Know, this expectation. Yeah. So and I'm quite, quite uh, teased this out, what, what fully is being said. But it's not unlike when there's a rejection, um, more, it, it might not be going from um, toward a broader sense. It might be going from he's broadly rejected by the leadership and then he chooses 12 disciples. Yeah. And then he's even ejected, rejected by his own. Mm-hmm. And then those disciples are sent out, so it's like out. this is the natural you don't want to recognize leadership I'll raise up my own leadership. Mm-hmm. The leaders have rejected me I'll raise up my own leadership um the insiders are on the outside now, and uh you're gonna send these these people uh, beyond that mm-hmm. you know we're going God will find people, and so he sends them out in mission that are yeah. beyond the uh, and as a result expected. of that
1: they're the ones who miss blessing i mean this is really <coughs> yeah. nice uh yeah. Nice. You don't get a lot of explicit, mm-hmm. um, but you do hear that Philippians 2, right, did, did yeah. not consider equality with God something to be grasped, that notion of omniscience being given up yeah. here in verse 5, or excuse me, omnipotence in this case, um, that he could do no deed of power there. Uh-huh. That there was unable, right. without power to do mm-hmm. that. Um, I love how Matthew softens that. Matthew says yeah. that he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Mark it seems to say that because of their lack of faith a God point. wasn't able yeah. to move there.
0: Because the the key thing, and like last week, the key thing was that that woman had faith. Right. And it it, it like it just ha- happened automatically. That's mm-hmm. kind of how Mark is framing it. Right. It's like and and this one is like they don't have any faith. They yeah. don't have any so, beliefs. So nothing's so, happening. Again, hardly do anything. Yeah, except heal a few people. Except, you yeah. know, the
1: few people that might have a yeah. little faith over so, there on the side. That's pretty but,
0: amazing. But uh, not the kind of extraordinary things we've we've been hearing about, and yeah. uh, and the key is uh, they don't have faith. Their lack of faith. Their yeah. lack of faith. What's also interesting in terms of uh, I think Philippians two or what we're talking about in in Paul's ministry is that he sends people out a week.
1: Yes, and In one sense, yes, yes.
0: But on the other hand, um, he's saying giving them power. Mm-hmm. Now, which isn't which is also an extraordinary Christ- Christology. Yes. It's like, well, you know, he's a teacher. He didn't really say he was, you know, God. It's like, he gave them spiritual power to go do this, you right. know, connect the dots. Right. Uh, the uh, the source I was reading this week was talking about there's been a series on, which I didn't discern, Jesus' kingship. Mm. And so you can certainly see that in the Old Testament yeah. readings, the, the theme of kingship. And he said there's been a series—I'll have to go back and look. It's like— it may be uh, it may be a more uh, lectionary sort of reading. Like right. there's, gonna. I mean, it might not be as obvious as the person made the made the case, but he did say, "Here's the nature of this king. He shares his power and his authority. Yeah. He's going to give that to other people to go out and announce the kingdom. However, those people are not going to come as powerful people. They're going to come completely destitute, not even taking Dependent. the normal things you would take. Okay, yeah. the normal things you think about before getting in the car for a trip." No, don't take those things. He's about, no, you need to come in weakness. You need to come in uh, dependence. And uh, that is why the message is so closely tied to receiving the messenger. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about, well, maybe, you know, maybe they got the wrong message. Maybe that wasn't the right messenger. But these people go out absolutely needing the help of people and weak. And and uh, mm-hmm. to receive that person is to receive... Uh, a message is paradoxically comes to you in weakness, yeah. but it's really a powerful transformative uh, thing. Yeah. You know, this itinerant lifestyle of, uh, I mean, th- these p- people knew how to travel and it was risky, but he's even foregoing those sorts of things. So right. It's a—it's a, it's very much in keeping with what we read about Paul, the nature of Paul's ministry, that uh, it's manifest in the context of of weakness. of weakness. Mm-hmm. These people are going out weak, and uh, they're not going to look for a good place to stay. No, you just need to—the first person who receives you, you stay with them. Stay and you don't look don't for better places,
1: right? In the source, don't climb.
0: Yeah, and that's in the Didache, too. The teaching of the Twelve, one of the earliest writings after the New Testament, is about uh, how do you tell a real prophet and a fake prophet? It's like, well, if he looks for a better place to stay, he's a fake, you know. Mm. Or if he asks for money, okay? Yeah. If he asks for money for other people, it's good. No problem. But he asks for money for himself, or if he says in the spirit let's have a communion meal let's have a love feast and if he eats from that it's like yeah that guy's not from god wow very rigorous this this itinerant lifestyle is is it's it's so rigorous but it is very much in keeping with what we've been reading about say in Paul's ministry that yeah. true ministry is uh it doesn't come from uh with a great pedigree and a great uh resume it's uh it's often the weakness and and we talked about this we talked about matthew twenty five mm-hmm. we talked about i had a friend who was a, who wrote a paper on matthew twenty five about um, who are the uh, who are the least who are the least of these yeah. it's and then he talked about reflected on his, his experience as a missionary and knowing other missionaries that it's often when you 're weak and you need to take the, the help of others that that 's a breakthrough yeah. that you come that 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 cuts through so many layers of of whether it 's culture or right. socialization or Things that would take years, perhaps, but if you come in weakness, then people open their lives up. You've mm-hmm. compl- you are completely vulnerable, and then people open up, and then yes. there's usually something happens, something dramatic. Th- that seems to be a theme. Okay, yeah, you yeah. got your, you, you got your uh, sermon of the mouth, you got your Paul. It's like seems like eh, we can't avoid this, you know. And this is how he sends people out to proclaim the kingdom. Wow, it's uh, scary.
1: Yeah, it's terrifying, really. It's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I I was just trying to think of those places, you know, those times when vulnerability and humility are the things that lead you into those opportunities. What's the the two tunics? Is just an extra, extra tunic?
0: Yeah, of course you're going to bring a, you know, change of underwear or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, But he really does send them out dependent.
1: Yeah. You know, and great things happen.
0: Yeah. Great things happen. Or if they don't happen, you shake the dust off the. What's he doing? He's shaking his. Yeah, he's saying something. That was a. uh, it is thought that that was a common way to uh say it's kind of what a person doing when they're maybe maybe a pilgrim coming to Israel mm-hmm. shake the dust off the gentile uh impure gentile lands i'm now entering the holy land okay, okay. so symbolically uh, it kind of has this it has this uh cachet or it has it has this uh, history and so what what he's saying it's kind of like what is being said to the leadership, "Oh, you don't want to be a part of this thing God's doing? Mm-hmm. You want to be a part of God's people? God can raise up new leaders. You don't want to be a part of uh this kingdom that God is establishing? You just kind of put yourself outside the the land, you mm-hmm. know? I'm going to shake the dust. I'm leaving mm-hmm. you. You've just put yourself outside. You're no longer Yeah. Israel. And that might be that not just a mean thing to do or even a mean thing to do, but it's saying note well what you're saying by mm-hmm. rejecting the messenger. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the messenger shakes the dust off, you've just kind of put yourself beyond this good news, the message of the good news of the kingdom. Wow. You've uh, kind of, it's saying kind of what you would do geographically. It's saying like, you need to understand what you're I mean, rejecting. You
1: know, I always got the sense of, you know, we don't want to take your cooties with us. Yeah. Cooties. But, yeah. Uh, but this is, this is more than that. Even this is, this is, you're putting yourself outside the kingdom and we'll, okay, fine. Yeah you know even if geographically you're located here geographically you're not yeah. located here yeah anymore. yeah it's
0: not it's not going to be
1: that way anymore yeah
0: yeah, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of rhetoric about that about uh even you know i i, I read james as an originating context as uh, he's talking to people in jerusalem he's talking to them as though they're not in jerusalem right. as he's talking to them as though they're not even in the holy land right. as though they're sojourners uh, a scattered diaspora tribe so there's a lot of that that's playing with um Refugees and aliens and sojourners. There's yeah. a lot of that uh, um, dependent. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of that rhetorically going on in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to it's hard not to think about that when you you read uh, headlines about well, know, refugees true. and things. It's like it's, it's not a it's not a Bible thing. It's like yeah, it's a Bible thing. Like Very much Bible <laughs> Most of the people the Bible's about are are sojourners and and mm-hmm. strangers in a strange land. Uh, there's a lot done with that because. Really, that's that's a time of dependency, mm-hmm. you know, and
1: uh, that's God, what, I mean. God that's, works with that. That's the Lord's prayer too, right? Give us this day our daily yeah, bread. Our daily It's bread. It's, yeah. it's manna. It's dependence. Uh-huh. It's wandering. I mean, that wandering period is so formative. For formative. That's the
0: word I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Truly. Well, thanks for listening this week. We hope that you have had a good week and have gleaned something. Uh, we will keep going. I think we're back yeah, in a rhythm going. now. And, let's keep going. And uh, we should be we should be good. So. So have a great week. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and have a great week. Have Blessings. A great week. Blessings.